Celebrity News. Another episode of Kicking It With Young Smooth, the podcast where I chill out for a minute and talk about the pop culture of it all. And then in addition, you know, I go over my favorite albums and from the title of this one, you already know it's a good one. Not to mention the fact that you can find me on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Music, which is YouTube Music, of course. The Google Podcast Player, the Purple Podcast Player for my iPhone users, Spotify, and YouTube. Um, there will be new videos coming up. Um, then in addition, the GTD mixtape I am curating will be coming up soon. And I may be doing it on Speak Easy as the app. 
So make sure you guys go and download that. I will be posting real soon once it's curated and finished. I got a couple more songs to really look through and look for. So we're going to do that. And then um eventually that will go to fan base and that video will be a paid situation. So do make sure that if you miss out on it on Speakeasy that you do go there. Um... Aside from that, uh, it, I know it's been a little while, but gratefully and patiently, patiently, you know what, patiently, you know what I meant, shit. Um, thank you all so much for your patience, I appreciate it. We are back, of course. Um, oh, and don't forget the beat that you heard originally and you hear in the beginning and the end of the show have all been by my man, Charlie Beats, <clears throat> so make sure that y'all go check him out as well. Um... Side note, let's see. Oh, first off, let's go over the kick that lyric from about a week and a half ago now at this point, almost two weeks, um, which happened to be Aaliyah's One in a Million. Aaliyah's um, albums are now on all streaming platforms. Um, recently, the self-titled album is out. The last one I will wait for is I Care For You and then like some ultimate additionally is situation those are the other ones that we're waiting for and then we also still have tank jojo tony braxton i think to go and that the, the timbaland ones are all out for this new phase of black round 2.0 i don't know excuse me quite what that means but unfortunately um in those particular deals those artists are not getting paid <clears throat> so it is very difficult to kind of support the music but I mean, it is still a bop. I listened to the Aaliyah album and the vast majority of it for the self-titled was so good, so memorable, and and withstood the test of time. Um, One in a Million definitely, you know, stood the test of time as well. So definitely one of those things for you guys to enjoy. I think you should go back, take a listen. I'm going to still listen to the other stuff, but I was really focused on the Aaliyah situation of it all. I think that was super great. Um, so let's go into this week's Kick That Lyric. You got New York and Chicago all on one track. That is a thing. So it reads as follow. <clears throat> Y'all know I always gotta clear my throat like it's, it's real shit. Um, ain't yelling cut when it's shooting time. Sign up, it's recruiting time. Big wigs with a suit and tie, and then big things got two inside. Fuck wrong with these hoe niggas. Don't do coke, I don't blow niggas. I don't tell niggas, I show niggas. And there's never less than like four niggas. Four wings and some french fries. Hot sauce and ketchup nigga. He telling and he hiding, but real niggas will still catch a nigga. Cop robberies can't test drive them. Home theaters can't best buy them. These niggas that I roll with don't let a single thing get by them. Kingpins and them drug lords. Chi-town, no gun laws. Broke bitches that talk shit, now them the bitches I stunt for. Malcolm X's daughter came at me, looking ass niggas ain't happy. Rolled out with some Latin kings and them essays and them plain khakis. Smack bitches, no smack cam. Closed fists, no backhand. Pop pussy on a handstand, they sucking dick like it's band camp. Call webbing and call nitty. Queens niggas and it's all hoodies. 
kidnap and then rob niggas called D-Rock for Biggie. Pussy ass little rap niggas. I fuck with little trap niggas. Pop star icon. I send niggas to come snatch niggas. I'm with EBK. You with EBT. Got a black nine. Call it BET. School niggas get a GED and I tease niggas make them BEG. Got a money fetish. I'm a fly to Venice. Got a big house. I can play some tennis. Little Herb. What's good? I'm a bad bitch and I fuck good. Y'all probably already know who it is, but let me know in the comments on SoundCloud. I also read those. Let me know um, on my Facebook page. Um, also, I will link from the Facebook page to the Twitter page, all that good stuff, and also on Instagram as well. So make sure you go ahead and kick that lyric like you know you're supposed to. Um, all right, let's go ahead and get into some of the pop culture news that you can and can't use and probably shouldn't. Um, one thing that I didn't add into it, but I do want to talk about and touch on. And again, these are things that have been from like last week, two weeks ago. So I apologize in advance, but y'all didn't get my take on them. So therefore, let's go. All right. So Janet Jackson has a documentary coming out on Lifetime. I am super ecstatic. I think that is going to be the top of 2022. So it's supposed to be in January. It's going to be on Lifetime. Um, from what I saw in the trailer, it looks really, really good. I mean, there is some footage of stuff that if you're a diehard Janet Jackson fan, I don't think that you've seen in, in, in a while. Um, she's going to talk about Velvet Rope, apparently. She's going to talk about, um, you know, like the different phases in the different albums. Um, it looks like she touches on a little bit of poetic justice in there. Um, and then in addition, I know she's supposed to talk about her marriage to Renee Alexandro. Um, I think she says something about also talking about the baby and all of that good stuff. So there is, there is a lot. There is a lot to cover and I'm super, super excited and what makes this documentary so good is that it is Janet telling it in her own words. So you cannot misconstrue it. Um, the editing could be anything because, you know, editors kind of do what they do to elapse for time. But I think it's still going to be a really good thing. I don't I don't know if it's going to be like a one or two night event, but I know it's going to be pretty. It's going to be pretty lengthy because you're talking about a woman with a phenomenal career. Speaking of which. Y'all are on these internet streets and y'all dra y'all stay dragging Lizzo, yo. Y'all stay dragging Lizzo. However, um, I believe that she was right when she stated that Janet Jackson is the queen of pop. Now, the it's a subjective situation when you call yourself the king or queen of anything. It's very subjective. Um, but like Michael Jackson was the undisputed king of pop. Very, very true. Um, Nikki is definitely for a long period of time at this point, the queen of rap, not the only queen in rap, but the queen of rap, because that's a level that many labels want to get their artists to. And while Nikki is still around, it is very, very difficult to do so because you have to keep topping whatever this bitch going to do next. And that is difficult. Um, Michael Jackson was in icon status. And I do believe that she is 
the queen of pop over i'm sorry actually i stopped that phrase it, i said that she was the queen of pop but she was the queen of pop over madonna i agree i agree let me tell you something madonna's situation is legendary she definitely is and madonna has given us bops but madonna is also uh very much so a culture vulture to a degree um not always musically but sometimes in like her aesthetic and her taste um she can definitely be that way Janet, I believe, has set a blueprint and has been super iconic that all the girls, everybody has definitely taken pieces from Janet Jackson. And it, it is just like with Nikki, it's iconic to be on a song with Janet. And Janet really is selective about who she works with. I've heard that many times in the industry that she is very selective about who she works with how they how they work together all of those things so um you know that's the thing like even um even i think when she worked with buster like she specifically sought out said yo let's let me do a song with buster rhymes so again that's a nick that's a sorry that's a janet jackson thing um does she hold the queen status for me yes absolutely 100 percent. I, I believe that she's always changed the game she's always elevated the game she's elevated her look her style her sound you know what i'm saying and even in this new era which we were supposed to get and i think like i think it was like 2019 2020 when we were supposed to get the black diamond tour which of course didn't happen due to covid but she was still freaking phenomenal. And like, even though the whole style had, had to change and when she was married to the, the Saudi Arabian prince or whatever, like, even though that had to change more for religious reasons, it still gave you an era of sexy and she's still that girl. She's still that, she's still Janet, a smile that will light up any room. A very soft-spoken type, type, type of diva. Like, it just is what it is. So, I don't believe that Lizzo was 100% wrong on that. I really don't. Um, let's see. So, I talked about that. Okay, so those are my footnotes. Okay, anyway. So, Kanye West's Donda is finally here. Finally! After a chaotic rollout, to say the least... <clears throat> including a series of delays and listening parties, Kanye West finally released his long-awaited 10th studio album to streaming services on Sunday morning, which was August 29th. Yes, I am behind. The 27-track set named after Kanye's late mother has gone through several iterations since he played it for fans at his Atlanta listening event at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium on July 22nd. He lived and worked out of the stadium for two weeks before hosting the second Donda event on August 5th. His third live stream listening at Chicago's Soldier Field on Thursday night included a replica of his childhood home and surprise appearances from the baby and Marilyn Manson, which again was super strange, and his estranged wife, Kim Kardashian who appears on stage in a wedding dress to recreate their 2014 wedding. In the end, the final Donda track list includes appearances from Kid Cudi, Ariana Grande, Chris Brown, Play <laughs> Playboy Cardi, which we already, we, we're going to get there, uh, Travis Scott, Little Baby, Little Dirt, Young Thug, Don Tolliver, 
uh, Roddy Rich, Little Yachty, Baby Kim, Conway the Machine, West Side Gun, J Electronica, Pop Smoke, Ty Dollar Signs, The Locks, and more. Apparently, Kanye said, fuck y'all niggas, that shit ain't happening. I'm cutting a lot of niggas. And, and here's the thing. Like, I heard the thing about Soldier Boy getting all up in his feelings and even Chris Brown a little bit to a degree of being like, okay, well, why would they cut? Sir, it don't matter. Like, artistically, I'm not defended for Kanye, but artistically, it happens quite frequently where artists are like, I like this song, but I don't think that I can completely it doesn't fit whatever groove or it doesn't fit whatever element that I'm going for at this time. Not to mention the fact, y'all are talking about you worked with Kanye Omari West. You're working with Kanye West. You expected to be on the, like, you can hope to be on the album. You definitely can, but you just, you kind of never know when it's someone who is so much in their own creation that, Everything has to fit perfectly. And honestly, truthfully told, because it's on streaming services, I have a guarantee that there are either going to be songs that are going to be added or there are going to be songs that are going to be taken away. Um, I have listened to the album. I could not listen. I tried to listen to it as objectively as I possibly could. It is, um, it, it, it is something. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know quite what to call it. It's just, I, it gives you some classic Kanye moments and then it gives you this new era of Kanye and then I, it does put a lot of his heart and soul out on the line and it, it's lengthy. It's it's lengthy. It's a lengthy freaking project. Like, it is lengthy. And I'm just like, okay. Like, yo, we, we, we still not in the era of doing 24 tracks. Like, sir, that's a lot. So I'm gonna jump be I'm gonna be jumping back and forth between Drake stories and Kanye stories because I feel like that's coming anyway. So Drake reveals certified lover boy cover art. CLB is coming or has came at this particular point. And yes, pun intended, if you know what I mean. <laughs> We're just fine. Well, now that it is released, um, because I feel like I'm just talking in so past tense. Um Drake also com- Drake also confirmed that his sixth studio album will drop Friday, September 3rd, which it did. The date was cryptically announced during an ESPN Sports Center broadcast last week. But this is the first time Drake has acknowledged it. Uh, to follow up, the follow up to 2018 Scorpion has been a long time coming. Drake originally said it would arrive in January, but it was pushed after he suffered a knee injury. The project went on to face several delays, with Drake most recently revealing that it would drop by the end of summer. Quote, Albums cooked. Looking forward to delivering it to you. End quote, he told fans. Also, quote again, Certified Lover Boy on the way. And that's for anyone in its way. Okay. End quote. Um, more Drake news. Drake drops way too sexy video with young, uh, with, um, feature, with, I'm sorry, with future and young thug. I like this song. I can't, 
the second that I heard this song, y'all, I literally was like, oh, this one, this one gonna need a video. I didn't understand, I did not know that there was literally gonna be a video as soon as I said it. I was like, oh wow, that's crazy. I said it and I was, I was happy. And it was classically fun Drake. I think this is what people like about Drake. And I, I still be mad at the haters like, yo, the boy has had over a 12, almost 13 year career at this particular point. What are you mad about? You already know he's going to give you what he gives you every single time. And not, and he's going to elevate himself to a different way. And he's going to rap different. He's going to try new things. And and he's still going to sing. But Certified Lover Boy was not. I, I honestly, truthfully, I thought Certified Lover Boy was going to be completely more on that auto-tuned Drake singing situation but he's not, it's not just that um fresh off the new release of certified lover boy drake drops an over-the-top video of his future and young thug collaboration way too sexy yes it does have that i'm too sexy for my uh, too sexy for my yes yo i love this song i, lo- I love it it does sample that which we're gonna get into it um in the <laughs> In the comical clip directed by Dave Myers, and you got it directed by Dave Myers. For those that don't know, Dave Myers used to do all, not all of them, but the vast majority of Missy Elliott videos. Like the Get Your Freak On video, that is a Dave Myers video. As a matter of fact, if I'm not mistaken, Dave Myers is even in the video for a second. But yes, Dave Myers, absolutely. Um, Drizzy... And his co-stars take on series of sexy roles. He starts off <laughs> exercising in an 80s aerobic studio before proudly putting his dad bod on display as he strolls the beach. Champagne Poppy goes on to play the hero in a series of romance novels with titles like Forbidden Plunder and Space Pussy. He also <laughs> uh, recreates Michael Jackson's move from the black or white video and flexes his muscle as a gun-toting Drambo. Drake, Future, Thug, and Kawhi Leonard create their own boy band complete with matching white outfits choreographed dance moves in other scenes Aubrey Graham shoots on black and white promo for his wet by Drake fragrance yes I had to say it like that (laughs) while Thugger is the star of his own slime love calendar Mm. the track which (laughs) samples Right Side Fred's early 90s hits, I'm Too Sexy, is the first song on CLB to receive a visual. Drake's sixth studio album arrived Friday, featuring guest appearances from Jay-Z, Lil Wayne, Lil Baby, Lil Drake. I'm saying Lil Drake. (laughs) Lil Baby, Lil Dirk. um, 21 Savage, and many more. I am in love with this video. If y'all have not seen the video, just go. It will make you. It reminds me of No Guidance, like not necessarily in the in the same vein of No Guidance, but just 
Drake being Drake. And I think that's why people love Drake like that. Now, this album cover, which I kind of switched gears on real quick, but to go back to the album cover, bruh, bruh, are we serious right now? That, that shit was, it was hilarious. He's, he's, he said he getting everybody pregnant for the new, I don't know, I don't know how many people was fucking the certified love boy. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't know how many of y'all are fucking to this because it's good. It's good. I'm not gonna lie. It's good. It, I, I can't hate. I, I really can't hate. It's not in my rotation as of yet, but I think, it, I think it'll get there. I think it'll get there with a couple of visuals, but way too sexy. I automatically saw it. I didn't see quite this in my head, but I definitely saw it being like hearing the song. I was like, okay, this is the first single. Like, instantly after listening to it, I was like, this is the first single. This is going to be the rollout. And I was right. And I'm happy to be right. Um, also, in the midst of all of this, because apparently this is the Kanye and Drake show, Kanye West previews unreleased Andre 3000 collaboration. Kanye West has even more music in the vault, including a collaboration with Andre 3000. Just four days after dropping Donda, Yee previewed an unreleased collaboration with Outkast Legend. During the trip to Berlin this week, he played a very brief snippet of the track <clears throat> for Mercer... F- uh, I hope I said that right. From German newspaper Blid. Okay. He also said he plans to return to the studio once he gets back to the U.S., but did not offer any timeline for release. Quote, that's my mission. I produce music in my thoughts no matter where I am. End quote. This isn't the first time Ye and Three Stacks have worked together. They previously collaborated on Chris Brown's Deuces remix and Fonsworth Bentley's Every everybody andre 3000's vocals can also be heard on 30 hours of the life of pablo he was in berlin to meet with f um, architects about designing a school in chicago quote we will build the school in chicago to help rebuild the city um, so I came here to meet with architects and artists to build the best architectural design to help rebuild Chicago, end quote. Meanwhile, Donda is expected to have the biggest launch of 2021. The album broke this single day stream record on Apple Music and Spotify and is headed to number one on the Billboard 200s. Okay, let's hope. Uh, Andre 3000 responds after Drake leaks Kanye West collaboration. Andre 3000 is speaking out following his leak collaboration with Kanye West during his Sound 42 show on Sirius XM on Saturday, September 4th. Drake played an unreleased Donda song called Life of the Party. On the six minute track, he calls out his rival amid their reignited feud. <clears throat> Quote, I put viral, uh, I don't know what the heck that was supposed to mean, and Drake on them, uh, and Drake on the same text, oh, sorry, I put Virgil and Drake on the same text, and it wasn't about the matching architecture, you know what, too many words, can't pronounce them, or Kid Cudi's dress, oh, gotcha, he raps, 
just told them grown men stop it with the funny shit. I might hire the whole team from ACG. Okay. Mm. Ads ye. I don't quite know what that means. That's not really my business, nor my ministry. Um, <laughs> so we was the new Abu Dhabi told Drake, don't play with me, GD, me on GD. And he sent that message to everybody. Okay. So if I hit you with a WYD, you better hit me with, yes, sir. I'm writing everything you need. Okay. <laughs> For his part, Andre 3000 stares clear, steers clear of any beef. Instead, paying tribute to his late mother. In a statement obtained by Variety, the Outcast legend explained why the track didn't make Donda and said the version he wrote his verse to did not contain the Drake diss. A few weeks ago, quote, a few weeks ago, Kanye reached out to me being a part of Donda's, uh, a part of the Donda album. I was inspired by his idea to make a musical tribute to his mom. I felt, uh, <laughs> If that's what you want to call it. It felt appropriate to me to support the Donda concept by referring, referencing my own mom who passed away in 2013. We both share the loss. I thought it was be a beautiful choice to make a clean album, but unfortunately I didn't know that was the plan before I wrote and recorded my verse. It was clear to me that an edited uh, clean format of the version would not work without having the raw original also available. So, sadly, I had to be omitted from the original album release, um, said Andre 3000, end quote. Um, the track I revealed and wrote to didn't have the diss verse on it. Uh... Hold up. It didn't have a disverse on it. Um, we were hoping to make more focused offering for the Donda album, but I guess things happen like they are supposed to. He continued. It un it's unfortunate that it was released in the way, in this way, and two artists that I love are going back and forth. I wanted to be on Certified Loverboy, Certified Loverboy 2, I just wanted to work with people that inspired me. Hopefully I can work with Kendrick on his album. I love to work with Little Baby, Tyler, and Jay-Z. I respect all of them, end quote. Kanye's diss came after Drake took shots at him on 7 a.m. on Bible, on Bridal Path, sorry, of Certified Lover Boy. Quote, you over there in denial, we not neck and neck. It's been a lot of years since we've seen you come in correct, raps Drizzy, who also responded to Kanye sharing his home address on Instagram. Giving that address to your driver, make it your destination instead of just a post out of desperation, end quote. Kanye previously pre previewed Life of the Party at his listening event in Las Vegas and again during the trip to Berlin last week. Um, 
y'all just seem like y'all got a lot this rich nigga problems like i feel like this don't even this don't even matter like yo what are y'all mad about what do you what do you what are, what are you what is the problem? Like, what, what is the motherfucking problem? Because I don't understand. Why Why y'all even mad at each other? Y'all both make tremendously great music. And really, honestly, my thought process was that Kanye was trying to recreate that, um, was it, was it 808s and Heartbreaks? I don't remember if it was 808s or Heartbreaks, but it was something that was coming out around the same time, like 50 was coming out. I can't remember what Kanye album it was, but 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 50s album was coming out around the same time. And was it Get Rich or Die Trying? No, it wasn't Get Rich or Die Trying. It was something else. One of one of 50s albums was coming out around the same time. I, and it's weird that I don't remember this. However, that was the, the controversy or the beef. And I was thinking that Kanye was trying to recreate that as well. But between Marilyn Manson and the baby coming out of your old childhood house, you setting yourself on fire, a recreation of your wedding. Like I, I personally, I don't know what this is. I don't know where the is, is, it's just the artisticness in Kanye. And honestly, I mean, a lot of people have been at this point where they're like, they have really kind of canceled Kanye because they're like, yo, his, his rhetoric, it's setting us back. It is what it is. And it very well is. I'm not saying that it's not. I'm, I'm not a, I've never really been a huge Kanye fan, but I don't, I don't not, not appreciate the music. And I love what he stands for. And I love some of the music that he makes. And some of it even prior to was definitely classic. So I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm really at a point of, I'm not holding a lot of people up to what they say say versus what they do you know what i'm saying like the the whole the whole r kelly situation right now i've been following the trial and like i said i'm not really going piece by piece over within the trial situation because we did we did that with the surviving r kelly situation in 2019 all that stuff i'm kind of really burnt out on even promoting why it is just disgusting to listen to his music at this particular point. I'm not telling, I'm not saying that the man did not make good music as he did. I'm just at this particular point completely disgusted with listening to it because now it just has a different connotation behind it that I'm just not, excuse me, that I'm just not ready for. So I'm, I'm more about holding people accountable for what they do versus what they say and even with Kanye one would one would argue where you're like well you know um well he did go to the White House and he did so he did do something he you know he did try to hug up the President Trump and all of those things so he did do something quote unquote however for me I just I don't know I'm just like really teetering the line with Kanye that's all that's that's where I am I'm not in love with this album but I found a couple of gems in it that I like and and also the same thing with Certified Lover Boy like I'm not in love with this album but I did find a couple of gems that I like and I think that that's that's gonna be that's gonna be just the basis of those two albums like you're gonna find songs that you'll like and then some of them, you're just like, okay, so you, you, you've thrown me, you're going way too left with this, and I, I don't think I'm ready. So, that's kind of the whole debate on that. Uh, Nicki Minaj, cause y'all knew it was coming, don't act like that, y'all knew it was coming. Nicki Minaj shares new video of Son Papa Bear. Um, so I saw that video, I'm just gonna kinda skip past a lot of this, but, uh, I do, do, 
think. I, let me tell y'all. Let me tell y'all. Let me tell y'all. Um, I believe that we definitely in the matrix. Speaking of which, I'm actually gonna go into that too. That that's all. That's kind of all topic. That's a side note. But I will say this. Um, we are in a weird, weird, weird time because. Didn't realize that her son is almost one year old. Like that is crazy. And yes, as much as I may mess up on some of the reading, I did get that correct. It is one year old, not one years old. He is one year. That's it. Um, but yeah, that was definitely a a huge, huge thing. Like he's gonna be one this month because I think he's one in September. Um, cause she was actually on a, um, uh, a, a, a speak thing that Twitter now has where it's, it's like, you just, you just kind of talking in like a whole chat room with everybody, which is cool. Um, and you can create your own rooms and all that good stuff. So that's, that's dope. But she was in there and she was kind of talking about like how, um, some other stuff with Doja Cat, which is actually my next story. But she also said she had an 11 month old. And I was like, 11? I'm like, bruh, your son is not going to be 12. Um, it's not going to be 12 months until January. Because in my mind, I forgot, like, she literally didn't show the baby until January. But she did have him in September. Completely forgot about that. And when I tell y'all, like, the COVID snap is, is what I like to call it. Like, yo... I be like, I feel like I be forgetting everything these days. Like, gee, Monetti is so much. Anyway. Um, oh, and then the other thing that I wanted to do, which was my side note, since I said Matrix. Bruh, I have watched the new trailer and I am super excited. I don't know if it, well, you know what? I take that back. I'm going I'm to be honest with you. The Matrix is not going to get me to movie theaters, but I do believe that Black Panther 2 might. I'm just saying. We'll see. However, because The Matrix seems to also be coming out on HBO Max, I may just be, you know, we might just be curling up with some popcorn and watching it on HBO Max. Um, So, moving on, Nicki Minaj also reveals that she... Uh, wasn't featured on Doja Cat's album. And she gave a good reason why, and I believe it. But Nicki Minaj and Doja Cat topped the charts with 2020 Say So remix, but her second collaboration never came to be. During a Twitter Spaces, that's what it's called, Twitter Spaces, uh, Twitter Spaces chat, Nicki revealed that she was asked to, fe- to be featured on Doja Cat's Planet Her. She was sent two songs, including Get Into It, Yeah, but she and Doja Cat were, uh, were unable to properly uh, connect the same way she and Bia did for the Whole Lot of Money remix. It's not that um she responds to a um uh a, I'm, a, I'm gonna say what it is. She said, responded to a Barb who asked her a question about the particular song, and she says, "It's not that I'm too busy at all. It's just that we're in the, that we're." There were middle people involved in the situation, so I had told her um, if it was like how me and Bia were directed and we dealt with each other directly, it would be different. Nikki says it also came down to song selection and just and she just wasn't feeling it. I didn't love the song because I didn't think I could bring anything to it, she said. 
of uh, the get into it, yeah. So I asked them to send me something else. I think it was the second song they sent, but I asked them to send me something else and they didn't send me anything else. In a previous Instagram Live, Doja hinted that Nikki was supposed to be featured on an unnamed track uh, off of Planet Her. Quote, I was supposed to get a feature on that song and I and it didn't happen because I think the song wasn't giving what it needed to give. End quote. And she didn't want to force the feature. Uh, quote, when we speak of the queens, when we speak of anybody who we respect the most... We don't want to put them on a song just for the sake of putting them on a song, said Doja Cat. However, she still paid tribute to the queen on Get Into It Yeah by shouting her out and referencing lyrics from her 2010 album single, or 2010 debut single, Massive Attack. Thank you, Nikki. I love you. Get back. Got that big rocket launcher, Doja says at the end of the track. Meanwhile, Nikki recently reunited with Rihanna. The Fly collaboration posed for a photo with Nikki's husband, Kenneth Petty, and son, plus Rihanna's boyfriend, ASAP Rocky. Love it. Was here for it. At first, when I first saw the picture, I only saw, um, like, Nikki, Papa Bear, and rihanna to the side and then when you see the full picture it's everybody because i did see kenneth's leg but i wasn't sure i was like okay well what the hell uh but they had cropped that out but i i love that moment i'm glad they are still friends um i'm hoping that that means there's more music i'm hearing talks that nikki might be in the next let me tell you something if nikki is in the next savage x fenty show oh sweet jesus if you think you have not gotten any pieces of the Fenty collection before, you definitely are not going to get it in the initial now. But when I tell y'all Rihanna is a smart, smart cookie, love Beyonce down to the ground. And I believe that. I do. Which actually is going to make me think about something, make me think about something else to say too. Love Beyonce down to the ground, but I, like, I've talked about this before on the show. I think that the, the clothes, are extremely expensive and out of budget for people. And I like the fact that the Savage... And don't get this twisted. I think that it's definitely going to be quality. I think that Savage X Fenty also gives you quality and a better price point. Um, I, I But even though it's mainly lingerie, underwear, skin, and beauty, um, and there aren't any... There's no apparel apparel yet. When there does become some apparel, y'all bitches better be shooketh because... Re is coming coming for your next. Um, also, uh, oh, speaking of which, that just made me think. Chloe, 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 Chloe. The have oh Lord Jesus oh sweet God um the have mercy video. Shout out to TC the artist. One of my faves. Love TT Down. I got a chance to meet her once. And she's a very, very nice and down-to-earth person. And very much so about her business. So, shout out to TT. Um, because that is TT the artist's voice that you hear um, in that track for the Lord of Mercy. No Mercy. Mer- merciful God. <laughs> because... I cannot look at this young girl in this way, but when I tell you she is serving body 
real body. And I'm like, sis, your ass should not jump and clap on your back. That's too much ass. That's too much ass. So good. She looks fucking amazing. And again, I don't want to stand and sexualize this young girl because she is 23 years old. Like, baby, you you could be my sister because my sister's about to be 22. So y'all are in that same age range but and we've watched you be kids and it's it's just chef's kiss but this this video was so good shout out to miss tina for being in the video i was like oh okay and miss tina whoever did miss tina's mug they killed that shit miss tina looked good i was like okay go ahead also shout out to brie run brie runway if you are sleeping on Brie, Brie Runway, I can't even say the girl name is so good. It's so good. Please make sure y'all check up on Brie Runway. I mean, her, one of her first singles was with Missy Elliott, like iconically. And I don't know if she's under the tutelage of Missy, but she's going to be a girl to watch out for. And I think that the industry is about to do a real shift. And I think that the chocolate girls and the more real body girls are, are gonna have are gonna have a shine. They gonna have a moment. I'm trying to tell you, it's gonna be it's gonna be a thing. Um, ja Rule. Oh, moving on. I'm sorry, we moving on. Ja Rule, because <laughs> you have to be specific when you say Ja Rule first. Ja Rule and Fat Joe to face off in verses. I'm excited about that. It happens on the 14th, so that is Monday. Is it Monday? It it is Monday. You guys might get this show on like a Sunday. It's I know the schedule has been really crazy, and I really appreciate everybody for sticking with me. Um, so, Versus is closing out the summer with one more battle. Ja Rule and Fat Joe are set to face off in the next Versus. I think this is going to be good. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Which is slated... Oh, it's a Tuesday. It's slated to take place on Tuesday, September 14th from New York City. It will stream live on Instagram and Triller starting at 6 p.m. I am excited! And I probably actually I might be going live that day. I probably be down to, down the head going off because I know they're gonna play all my hits. Um, tickets go on sale uh, Tuesday, September seventh. So they've already gone on sale for those that are anyone who is going to New York. Uh, Swiss Beats made the announcement on Instagram. The summer ain't over. Fat Joe versus Ja Rule Tuesday, September uh, September fourteenth. He wrote. Ja Rule and Fat Joe have plenty of hits between them, including their collaborations What's Love and New York. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Uh, ja had previously challenged his longtime rival 50 Cent to a versus battle, but 50 shot down the idea. Which is probably for the better. Um, <laughs> this is the latest versus matchup following the locks versus Dipset and keep sweat versus bobby brown i mean let me tell you something y'all know how i feel about the keep sweat versus bobby brown when i feel like that's on hot sweaty uncle love trying to fuck fuck on fuck on you and shit it's nasty it was fucking disgusting but i mean it was good it was good but it was just like mm, that's a lot i don't know i ain't ready for that but in addition the the locks versus dipset again if jada kiss is not on your motherfucking top five bitch what the fuck is you doing jada kiss showed you what fucking true hip-hop is bitch moving on <laughs> little wayne says drake makes him want to redo his verses 
I understand that, and I, I'll get into that in a second. Lil Wayne and Drake bring out the best in each other. In honor of the 10th anniversary of the Carter Four, Wayne hosted a Twitter Q&A where he answered questions from fans about his classic album. During the Ask Wayne session, one fan asked if he's ever received a verse that was so hot it caused him to go back and redo his verse and he didn't hesitate when responding with his young money protege. The answer, quote, the answer is the same person every time that person is Drake, he said. End quote. Begin quote. (laughs) Everything Drake sent back, I always have to go back and redo. End quote. Quote, it's always because he says something in there that makes me like, oh, I can make more of the song and capitalize more of the song off of something that he just said and that I didn't say. End quote. So I will say this. That in itself, in a nutshell, is exactly, exactly what an artist should do. You you as an artist should be able to come in a booth and annihilate every single person in your way, no matter if it is your mentor or protege. You should come in and annihilate and make everybody else, and I do this all the time. Anybody who has written with me, anybody who is on a track with me, makes the first one is 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 usually I'm not gonna lie, my first one is usually my one. The second one, sometimes if I do a second verse, it, it it's it's it gets a little shaky. But my first verse is always that one because I'm pulling out all the stops in the beginning so I don't have to do it again. So the um if I do rewrite it, it's it's because I'm rewriting it because I don't like something. Um, but I can understand where there are some people that will give me inspiration and I'll be like, oh, I got to take this part and I got to do this or I got to change this. And, you know, all of the all of the things like I've gone through many different phases. Like recently I'm on um, FDA Kenny's new album and I'm on um, it's called Eternal. And shout out FDA Kenny, Zodiac, KK, all of the things that you want to be called. Um but I am on there. I'm on Eternal and I'm on Three's Company. Um, and it just, again, it was a track that spoke to me. But I I, I did something that I'm going to talk about in the next uh, portion of things that I'll talk about. But, yes, I understand where Wayne is coming from. Sometimes there are artists that just make you be like, all right, this nigga just went above and beyond. And he says something and now it makes me either want to rewrite the whole verse over again or it makes me want to do something different and elaborate off what he said and push this, you know, push a, a different narrative. So that's why. And that's why I also agree with what we just talked about earlier with Nikki and Doja. Like being, I think Nikki wanted to primarily be in a space where you're with the artist. Because that's the same thing that she got with Bia. Being in the space and collaborating with an artist is way different than an artist just sending in their tracks. It is because it always sounds like it's going to be completely off kilter. Because one artist is going to be here and one artist is going to be there. So you want to kind of always be in that same space. And even with A Whole lot of Money, that's the first time that like Nicki's ever done a complete maybe the second time because I will say uh, 
Nope, nope. I'll say the first time because it's the first time she's ever done a back and forth like that within a verse. Because even in Coco Chanel with Foxy, she really didn't. It wasn't quite like this. You know what I'm saying to you? Because here's the thing. I had to be on, on, on ballerina shoes because I got to get my facts right because Barb's listening to the show too. And y'all not going to come for me because I'm just saying. Be like, ah, because ah, what about Coco Chanel? Not the same thing. It's a little different. But and I and I don't remember if she said or she stated if they were in the same room. And I think that Nikki feels that type of energy. So I feel where Wayne is coming from when sometimes you get that verse and you're like, Oh well, Nick, I gotta I gotta go back for back and to annihilate you. Um, lastly, one story that was so great, and I am in love with T Pain again, all over again. If y'all not watching like T Pain's Twitch, if you're not watching his YouTube channel, his nappy boy radio podcast like shout out to t-pain t-pain is he he deserves and we need to give t-pain his things all right so t-pain says kanye west stole his corny line t-pain in putting kanye t-pain is putting kanye on blast during one of his recent Twitch live streams, T-Pain accused the his Good Life collaborator of stealing one of his corny lines. Much to his surprise, Kanye stole one of my corny lines, he told viewers. I couldn't believe it. Kanye stole one of my corny lines after he told me it was corny. This was around 2010-2011 when T-Pain was uh says he was working with ye on watch the throne at the time t-pain also re- was recording his mixtape revolver i was proud of my new mixtape and i had done and it sorry i was proud of my new mixtape i had done and it was almost wrapped he said the line in question appeared on t-pain's song danger where he raps I got beef like two burgers, you niggas Winslow, and I'm smarter than Steve Urkel. Um, he played it for Kanye and asked for his feedback. Kanye confirmed that it was corny, telling him don't ever say anything like that. So he was surprised to hear Yee recycled a line on Dark Fantasy of my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy which also released prior to Provolver in November 2010. Fresh air rolled down the window. Too many Urkels on your team. That's how your wind's low, raps ye. Quote, I didn't think he said it better. I don't think anything happened that was better than mine because mine was was out, added Payne. End quote. However, it caused him to question Kanye's motives. I was like, did this nigga just try to get me not to say my shit so he could say it? He recalled. I was like, bro, that's my bar. (laughs) T-Pain seemingly still uh, bears resentment and threw shade at Kanye's recent Donda listening event. Quote, then you're getting lifted to the fucking ceiling like a god with the lightning shine down on you, on them. And y'all niggas is paying $50 in chicken fingers to listen to a fucking unfinished album twice. Yeah, that's true. He also <laughs> responded to critics who think he's just hating. Quote, all of a sudden I'm hating because you can't fill up a stadium. Said Payne adding... 
quote, yes, I can. I've done it. But I've also let people hear fucking finished songs. <laughs> T-Pain. T-Pain. Will you ever cease to amaze me? Nope. Mm-mm. Not at all. I appreciate it. But I will say this. Um, One thing. Now, I don't agree with Kanye tactics on that. I think you should at least say that you're still in the line. Or be like, yo, that's dope. I think I'm, I might have to reword that and use that. Because there's nothing wrong with that. Artists do that all the time. I have done it. I've done it. I did it on the Pussy Valley song. I did it on the um, Eter- uh, on the Three's Company song. Like, I do it. Like, I, I don't have no shame in taking a line. Like, yo, Jay-Z has done it for for big throughout like the vast majority of his career like yo you take a line you put it together Cassidy did it to Jay-Z you know it just it it happens it happens quite frequently it just it just is what it is and there's nothing wrong with that you know is you can always recreate something because yo that that's hot and it's paying homage to them but don't tell a nigga that the shit corny and then all of a sudden use the shit like that's a whole thing like uh, yeah I don't know about what your tactics were but that was that was uncalled for but yeah all right, y'all. So now it is time. It is time once again to go over one of my favorite albums, Full Moon by the vocal. All right, we're not gonna call her the vocal bible, okay? Because it's that's a lot. But maybe uh, the vocal footnote. <laughs> like, yo, when I tell you, Full Moon is also, as I've said on many a podcast, uh, Full Moon is definitely. A part of my love story. It is. It is definitely an album. Me and my wife, who was my girlfriend at the time, played religiously. Like we definitely played it over and over and over again. And it's good. It's good. It's good. Um, it has a couple of tracks. I, I really, honestly, as I was listening to it, you know, this weekend, um, it didn't. I, I, there weren't too many songs that I skipped. I really, really enjoyed this. So we're going to go over that. We're going to go into a little background and recording situations and then track listing, of course. Um, so Full Moon is the third studio album by American R&B singer Brandy. It was released by Atlantic Records on February 25th, 2002. The album was recorded primarily during the summer and fall of 2001 at Hit Factory in Miami. Amid a three-year musical hiatus following the success of her multi-platinum previous studio album, Never Say Never. And the final, the, uh, sorry, and the final of her highly successful television uh, the finale of the highly successful television sitcom Moesha in May 2001 as with Never Say Never Brandy collaborated with producer Ronnie Jerkins and his dark child production and songwriting team on the majority of the album's conception while Mike City, Warren Campbell and Keith Crouch contributed additional production Brandy credited Whitney Houston, Kim Burrell, and Enya for inspiring her to push the limits of her voice and vocal arrangements. Jerkins created Mike uh, created Michael Jackson, Brandy's voice, and his experience at European nightclubs for influence influencing the sound of the album. Her prior relationship, and then. Uh, private relationship with Dark Child in-house producer Big Bird inspired the lyrics and song concepts. Musically, Full Moon 
drew inspiration from UK garage electronic dance glitch and funktronica, which uh, while blending soul and R&B elements into adult contemporary ballads. The album was intentionally met with mixed reviews from critics, but later earned uh, recognition from musicians, singers, and producers, primarily from Brandy's vocal work. The album became her highest charting album, as well as garnered two Grammy Award nominations, including Best Contemporary R&B Album at the 45th Annual Grammy Awards Ceremony. Full Moon debuted at number one um, to its uh, number one on the U.S. Billboard Top R&B Hip Hop Albums chart, and at number two on the Billboard 200, selling approximately 156,000 copies in its first week of release and has been certified platinum by the RIAA. The album spawned three singles, What About Us, Full Moon, and He Is. Only which two of those particular songs got videos. So, um, He Is should have gotten a video. I would like for her to just recreate that for fun. Like, you recreated the Cinderella situation with Todrick. I would love for you to recreate He Is just for fun. You know what I'm saying? Like, it don't have to be a whole video. Just something. You know, give us something. Because if we go back into quarantine, you might have to. You don't know. So, a little background. In June 2000... Sorry, 2000. I I looked at that number and clearly it doesn't say that. In June 1998... Norwood released her second album, Never Say Never, boosted by the success of its number one lead single, The Boy Is Mine, a debut with singer Monica. It uh, facilitated Norwood in becoming a viable recording artist with cross-media appeal. In total, the album sold 16 million copies worldwide and spawned seven singles, including Norwood's second number one song, the Dion Warren penned Have You Ever. Also in 1998, Norwood made her big screen debut in the supporting role in the slasher sequel, I Still Know What You Did Last Summer, which garnered her both a Blockbuster Entertainment Award and an and an MTV Movie Award nomination for Best Breakthrough Female Performance. Okay, so real quick, I'm going to take a quick sip of water real quick because that's a lot. Mm-mm-mm. mm Yes, one would wonder, like, whoa, would you just stop that to take it? Nope, mm-mm, not at all, because we're going to get through this. Um, <clears throat> the following year, she co-starred with Diana Ross in the telefilm drama Double Platinum about an intense um, stranded relationship between her mother, a mother and daughter. Both Norwood and Ross served as executive producers of the movie, which featured original songs from Never Say Never and Ross's Every Day is a New Day. Norwood suffered a nervous breakdown in November 1999, which is true. Um, The result of her then hectic and unhealthy lifestyle had and a failed relationship in which she had experienced emotional abuse um, frightened 
by the idea that a yet-to-be-made third album would not be able to live up to the success of her previous album, Norwood went on lengthy on a lengthy hiatus to reflect and take some introspective looks. Quote, I need to rejuvenate, get my creative juices flowing, balance my life with some privacy to find my confidence, find my love of music again, end quote. She told Jet Magazine in 2002. In mid-2000, she started refocusing herself on her musical career, uh, contributing songs to albums such as Urban um, Renewal in 2001 and the Osmosis Jones soundtrack in 2001, which introduced a scratchy, um, evocated edge to Norwood's voice. Now having a deeper and warmer tone with a textured lower register and notably stronger head voice. So that was all of that that led up to Full Moon. Um, and then in, on top of that, I'm going to talk about why Full Moon possibly didn't do, isn't really in the lexicon of things because there was a, cu- a couple other things that were kind of going on that didn't touch into some of what I found. Um, so the recording for Full Moon in fall 2000, Norwood finally began Conceiving ideas for a third studio album with the Atlantic label, while Rodney Jerkins, the main producer of her previous album, Never Say Never and Dog Child Crew, including Fred Jerkins III and LaShawn Daniels. Did LaShawn pass? Was it LaShawn? Yeah, LaShawn did pass. Rest in peace, LaShawn. I forgot about that. Because LaShawn also worked with Tamar Braxton. Um, had quote, sorry, no quotes, had been working on several new songs for the singer's upcoming project in hopes of recreating the winning chemistry of Never Say Never. Norwood wanted to make sure she was gaining more creative control over the project and thus arranged meetings with all her writers and musicians to discuss the lyrical topics and sounds she wanted for the album. Quote, I was involved from A to Z, she said, end quote, begin quote. Um, Every song on the album is inspired by my life. I wanted to talk about how I feel on so many levels. I wanted to be in touch with all of my emotions and share them. I've taken three years off for myself to get a chance to find things I like to do, things I don't like, and things I want to change about myself, end quote. While Jerkins maintained his status as the album's executive producer, contributing most of its tracks, listening with his team that also consisted of regular songwriters Nora Payne and Kanisha Pratt, Norwood also worked with frequent collaborators Mike City and Keith Crouch, as well as Warren Baby Dub Campbell, um, Stuart Brawley, Jason Drellcracker, sorry, butchered the hell out of the name, and Jerkins, uh, cousin Robert uh, Big Bird Smith, which whom she became romantically involved during the project. In addition, she also uh, recorded with Pharrell Williams and Chad 
Hugo from the Neptunes, the Norwood, uh, with Norwood fearing that the pair's material would not fit the concept of the album and break her type of promotion un- uh, production unit, it was left unused. Rapper Ja Rule, singer Babyface, and production duo Soul Shock and Carlin were reportedly also involved in the project, but none of the songs eventually made the album's uh, final track list. Though Norwood has acknowledged that the creative focus of the album was very much on its technical uh, realization and its sound, she declared Full Moon a concept album based on the development of a male-female relationship. Quote, it's definitely the concept for the album, me falling in love, then going through some turbulence, and then at the end, I find that person that I really want to be with. So it's a great concept, and it's a great experience that I found. Um, I found a lot about, I found out a lot about myself. I found out a lot about love, and I'm just happy to have that reflect in the music. Norwood Answer end quote. Norwood decided to name the album after it, its title track and in reference to the previous three years of her life stating, quote, I've done a complete circle and I feel whole. All that uh, all of that's reflected in the music. That's why I entitled the album Full Moon. It's a concept album. It's autobiographical. Everything that I've gone through in the last three years is reflected. The album is, um, uh, the album, end quote, I'm sorry. The album was originally set to be released on November 20th, 2001, but plans were scrapped. Um, okay. So within that recording process, um, for all of those that are either Brandy fans or did, have not known, keep in mind, Brandy was also pregnant at this time that this album was being recorded. And they touch on a little bit in some of this about, um, you know, her, her husband at the time. One thing that I feel for Brandy, love, I love Brandy down. I do. I think Brandy is amazing. I think if you listen to B7, B7 is awesome. It is, it's, it's, it's it's up there on Brandy's work. It's definitely not a Never Say Never. It's definitely not a Full Moon. But I will say because those are a different. It's definitely a different time, and it's the first one in the streaming. You know, not even is it the first one in the streaming? Era? Not really, but it's the first one in like a heavy, heavy streaming era. And so B Seven is really good. However, Full Moon just gave me everything that I was. I needed um it I love the way that it blends I love the way that the other tracks kind of blend into the track and like kind of play onto the other song it does do do a lot so you have songs in the track listing such as the b-rocket intro full moon itself um I thought uh when you touch me which is so good like this I love that song too all in me, I like that. Apart, yo, when she says, I, I don't even want to sing because my voice is right, but when she says, 
I never do anything that pleases you, so maybe we are better off. I was like, yo, I feel you. That's some breakup shit. Can we, um, which also leads into what about us? Um, anybody, nothing. It's not worth it. We're all great songs, but number 13, which is He Is, is so good. Um, Come a little closer is a great love song. Um, love wouldn't count me out and wow, which are some of my favorites. The also the bonus track was uh, "Die Without You," which had Ray J on it, um, and along with "Another Day in Paradise," which were also the European versions. Which I don't know if those songs. I feel like those songs were recorded. Like within that three year hiatus. So those are some of my absolute favorites. But let's go back. Let's go into let me let me let me see real quick. Cause I don't I just feel like y'all heard it, but I don't think you understand the magnitude that is Brandi. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't think you I don't think y'all under understand how she she's delivering on this particular album so i wanted to go into let's let's see i know i'm like super late i should do that but i just want to give you no 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 what 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 are we doing thank you y'all heard everything but that Sorry, I, I just, I had to give you that. And then you need this in your life. give y'all that i had to give y'all that i had to give y'all that um and this one is one of my other favorites again songs that just did not end up on there So 
So I had to give y'all those because those are some of my favorites that was coming a little bit closer. Make sure that you check out Full Moon. Full Moon is a complete project that is so underrated and people have definitely slept on it. And what I don't, what I'm, I'm kind of upset about is that, um, we were in such a different era at the time. Cause like right now you have Cardi B and one thing I will respect about Cardi and even Nikki too. During your pregnancies, y'all worked. You worked. Like nothing was slowing you down. You was like, yo, you were going to work. And that, that's a power of moms and new moms and women being life and being goddesses in that kind of way. And I really appreciate that. And I kind of wish that we could have got that same kind of push for Brandy, but it just wasn't, it just wasn't going to happen because we were in an industry where what they did to Brandy and what Brandy just couldn't, she had to find herself in all of this. But what they did to Brandy was pretty much like, this relationship is a hush, is a hush, hush. Oh, sh- sh- you got pregnant. Technically, I believe, again, allegedly, I don't remember if that was the case, but she got pregnant out of wedlock. And so I, I feel as though that I feel that the wedding was a shotgun wedding situation or a scam of some sort. You guys can look that up. They talked all about that. But really, honestly, Brandy did not get the push for this album that she needed because she was pregnant. And that in the in the way way backs in the two in the early two thousands and the and the nineties that was how it was perceived. It was like you can't have one over the other. Like you can't be pregnant and making the music. And right now you have artists like Nikki and Cardi that are out here and they're pregnant and they're still working. And like even Cardi, Cardi's definitely shot a lot of videos and. You know, in, in, in all of the glory of the pregnancy. So, you know, and congratulations because they just had their baby. They had a baby boy. I think that is so awesome. You know, I love people that build, they're building their families. That is freaking awesome and amazing. Um, but I think that actually should wrap up the show today. I think we had a good one. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate y'all for listening. Thank y'all so much. As always, don't forget that you can find me. On all of those platforms, you, you, you dig, you understand what I'm saying? Um, so it's going to be the Google Music, the iTunes TuneIn, SoundCloud, you know, everywhere that you want your podcast to be, that's pretty much where it is. Don't forget about the Kick That Lyric. Of course, we'll be, I'll be reposting it as well. I love the, I love when you guys get involved with that. Um, and then, be on the lookout for the GTD curation. Um, so I'm going to curate a, a whole kind of mixtape. And for those who don't remember, GTD is the Get the Drawers mixtape. Um, and it's going to be some of my favorite, favorite songs that maybe I done got a little freaky to. Maybe I done got a little nasty to. And sometimes, and let me be honest with you, sometimes you get nasty to a song. They don't have the song don't have nothing to do with getting nasty whip and so and this particular playlist is not that one I think I will do it if if it becomes successful I even if it doesn't I'll probably do it again anyway but I'll redo it again um in in a different way and maybe push more songs that may be more sexual and you know what I'm saying to you and then I'll probably um upload them on like Google Music and um Spotify and so on and so forth so I'll probably upload them there so you guys can get get it get the own feel because not only am I going to curate it like these are the songs I'm picking but I'm also going to pick it in a way that if you when you listen to it all of these 
should go together. That's the goal. That is the goal. Or if they don't, if they don't go together in topic wise, they should go together sonically. And that's, that's my goal. So we'll definitely see more about that. And that'll be posted soon as well. Um, and then in addition, make sure you guys check out FDA Kenny with Eternal. Um, any other new music? Um, go listen to Certified Lover Boy. Go listen to Donda. Formulate your own opinions. Talk to me in the comments. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Of course, if you've gotten this far in the podcast, I love you so much. Um, you know what I haven't done in a while and I'm going to do it again because I want this to be the affirmation and I think I need to because stop do- me stop doing it has probably propelled me into not wanting to do things a certain way. But fear. False evidence appearing real. It's only real in your mind if you make it real in your mind. Damn, I haven't said that in so long. For the love of God, it feels forever. It's only real in your mind if you make it real in your mind. And you can do anything that you set your mind to. Um, I'm starting to get back into my groove. And hopefully, you'll get more content. I'm God willing. I just, I, I've been... In, in a weird place since this whole COVID thing is kind of taking place. And I've been kind of in a weird place where I'm like, I, I don't know if I can continue to run the rat race. But I love what I do. So at what at what point can I say, mm, yeah, I, I got to keep pushing. So hope y'all enjoyed it. Hope y'all loved it. You know what I'm saying? Now you just kicked it with your boy Young Smooth. Now don't you feel better about it? I know you do. All right, y'all. We out of here. Hey!